Chapter 12 of Dave Dashaway and His Hydroplane by Roy Rockwood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12 Dave's Discoveries. You have got a badge like mine for sale, you say? exclaimed Dave. Well, that's so, bobbed the tramp with a grin. Where did you get it? That don't go with the sale, but I didn't steal it. You found it, I suppose, suggested Dave. Well, you might call it so. The man drew from his pocket a badge which was the exact counterpart of that worn by the young aviator. Let me have a look at it, said Dave. No, sir. Why not? You can see what it is, can't you? I don't want to get into any trouble, boss. I'm not going to get you into any trouble, declared Dave. Then why do you want to look at the badge? It's no different from yours, is it? Are there no marks on it? Why, I didn't notice. Say, yes, there are, announced the tramp, scrutinizing the little piece of metal on the back of the badge. Looks like T-O. Dave put his hand in his pocket. "'What do you want for it?' he asked. Fifth, Evidently the tramp was about to say fifteen cents. He shrewdly, however, observed an interested, if not eager, expression on Dave's face and added, "'Tea cents.' "'It's yours,' replied Dave, promptly producing the coin. "'Phew!' Dave stared, started, and gave utterance to a prolonged whistle. He came to his feet with a shock. Upon the rear plate of the badge were attached two letters indeed, but the tramp had read them wrong. As read by Dave, they were a mine of information. Dave's mind ran rapidly. He sat down again on the bench. The tramp grinned broadly as Dave turned an eager and excited face upon him. Why, he chuckled, you're real friendly, aren't you? No trifling, said Dave seriously. I'll give you a good deal more than fifty cents if you tell me truthfully and right away how you came by that badge. How much now? Two dollars. The information is yours, Cap answered the tramp with an assumed air of grandness. I found it. When? At one o'clock yesterday morning. Where? By the fence of the big fly factory down yonder. You mean the interstate works? That's the place, I guess. Dave became more interested than ever. He handed a two-dollar bill to the tramp without further question. Now, my man, he said, I've been square with you. That's right, assented the tramp. I want you to tell me all about how you came by that badge. Well, boss, I'm troubled with asthma and have to sleep out of doors nights. Go on. The police in the city know me moderately well, and I prefer the suburbs. Don't fool. Give me the facts. Night before last, I camped down in a grassy spot near the fence of the big fly factory. It must have been about midnight when I was waked up. I heard somebody say, Oh, rat, take it. 
Who was it? A boy about your size. What was he doing? asked Dave. He was up on top of the fence. He had climbed up one of the slanting outside supports, I guess. You know there's two rows of barbed wire atop the boards. Well, there he was, making a great fuss. What about? inquired Dave. Well, the back of his coat was all tangled up in the barbs. He couldn't pull it loose. Then I heard some voices speak on the inside of the fence. There were two men there. You think they had got over first? It looked that way. They told the boy to pull out of his coat. He got his arms out, started to untwist the coat, stuck his fingers with the barbs, and tumbled over into the factory yard. And then, pressed Dave eagerly, Hmm, I went to sleep. What? Not knowing but what they were burglars? Boss, I never mix up with other people's business, good or bad. How did you come to get the badge? Why, when I woke up at sunrise, I saw the coat sticking out of the fence where the boy had left it. I climbed up and got it. The badge was pinned to it. You haven't got the coat on. Good reason. What's that? Well, my own coat is pretty ragged, but it ain't a marker to the way that boy's coat was riddled and torn with them barbed wires. Didn't you search the coat? Every time that, matey. And found? Huh, nothing. Nothing at all? Oh, yes, there was some cigarettes, a stub of a pencil, and a card with some marks and writing on it. What did you do with the card? asked Dave. Well, I tossed it into the ditch with a coat. Do you remember where? Sure I do. I'll give you another dollar to take me to the spot. Say, you're a right gold mine to me, Cap. Come ahead. Dave was doing a good deal of active thinking. More than once, as his companion led the way around the high board fence enclosing the interstate plant, Dave took out the badge he had bought and scrutinized the scratches on its back closely. The tramp guided the way across a blank prairie stretch. Then he followed the dry ditch until they came to a spot where thick clumps of weeds directly lining the fence suggested a cozy resting and hiding place for any stray wayfarer. "'There's where I was asleep, as I told you,' spoke Dave's companion, pointing to a spot where the weeds were somewhat trodden down. "'And there's the place where the coat caught. See?' There's one or two pieces of the cloth of the coat hanging in the barbs yet. Yes, I see, assented Dave. Now, where did you throw the coat and the things you found in it? The tramp moved about from place to place, got in line with the fence support, and looked down into the ditch. He moved along slowly, his eyes on the ground. Finally, he stooped down. Here's the coat, what there's left of it he reported. Here's that card, too. I can't find the pencil. Never mind that, replied Dave, extending his hand for the proffered objects. I smoked up the cigarettes. Dave glanced eagerly at the card. He shoved it in a safe pocket, 
Then he rolled up the coat and placed it under his arm. Very good, very good indeed, he said. Here's that dollar I promised you. The tramp received the money, beaming all over his face. Say, he observed as he moved on, if it wasn't that you've made me rich enough to retire from business for a time, I'd offer to find the owner of that coat and the fellows who were with him. I'll do just that, said Dave to himself in a satisfied way. Then, his hand resting upon the card in his pocket, he added, What luck! End of chapter 12